0: You better train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love A revolution to do You better train for Episode 21, Miniaturized Island Gardening and Bonsai Food Forestry, originally published May 20th, 2022. I'm excited to um, take this opportunity to catch up on the uh, recent developments here. And um, yeah, the most epic and most important, hopefully, last trip to the big city for a very long time hopefully at least six months if not more um and that is a a, a quite a sigh of relief to uh, to feel like that all of the all of the planning and all of the anxiety the the healthy and appropriate um going through the what ifs and and working out and tabletop exercise whiteboarding a whole bunch of different possible scenarios of what would happen if um this or that uh best ex- best expected outcome could could take a turn for um not so not so great and luckily everything went smooth and I was able to acquire, I don't know how many, several hundred pounds of, of, um, what I use to make my staple food trail mix with. And what I use to make my staple, my, my staple food morning trail mix, which, which now after some many years of evolving has, um, has settled for the moment on, um, on dried mulberries well i guess i should say uh equal parts raisins almonds and pepitas or um, shelled pumpkin seeds equal parts of those and then probably um a i don't know exactly what the proportion is uh off hand but um uh, a, a, a a much smaller amount of um of dried mulberry dried mulberries which um have been a recent (laughs) recent addition and have gone a long way to really sweeten the deal and I've had to spoil myself a little bit by adding those Uh, they're certainly not they're certainly out Out. they break my rule of finding some of the cheapest palatable staple foods that I can buy in bulk from the the big distribution warehouses that sell to the public and um but but I've, my reasoning has been that uh, man, you gotta you gotta enjoy life now as much as you can, given everything going on in the world. There's uh, you know there's uh, if if I'm gonna give myself one one extravagant um, splurge on one thing, it's gonna be adding adding that flavor profile to my staple food breakfast, which is what I eat every day like a dog like a cat i'm eating my dry my bowl of dry nuts nuts uh dried fruits and and nuts seeds and berries and um and i'm very happy with that and i follow that up with uh with green tea and cacao and stevia and um that's how i i open my day with a bit of uh meditation and catching up on my favorite pods and um, and planning the day and as the days have gotten much much hotter <laughs> there's less of a of a use usable uh, window of time where i can get anything done before i'm completely knocked out by the heat so yeah that was a big deal to go and top off those food supplies and and um get to a point where i'm dialing it in and and doing what i used to do which is mylar bag five gallon five-gallon buckets mylar bags getting those spin top lids for the five-gallon buckets and uh and o- oxygen absorbers for the longer-term storage but basically rotating through uh, five gallon buckets of that dry food and then the other staple ingredient that i use for my um i basically have two meals a day one is that bowl of that i mentioned and the other one is a uh is ground sesame seeds with um with what is now 100 percent homegrown uh dried garlic and green onions that uh that i i harvest and and dry and sun dry and then i i um crumple them up into a bowl of uh of freshly ground sesame seeds and um i i had already um thought ahead a while back and hadn't put it to use until just uh yesterday actually but uh i had been using a coffee grinder to grind those sesame seeds and obviously to keep them as fresh and increase the the shelf life given the fact that i don't have many options for cooling and even a root cellar out here isn't gonna make too much of a difference. Uh, eventually, I will, I will explore that more deeply. But, um, but for now, it's very important for me to consider having such a seed and nut based um, staple food, macronutrient diet. I have to obviously do make efforts to keep them in the shade to keep them. Covered in uh, in in colors that are going to reflect sunlight if there is if there if there is uh, sunlight falling upon the containers at any point and um, and try to keep them in their own natural protection as long as possible. So the the uh, the unshelled sunflower seeds uh, I keep them in that state and then when I I will, I will top off uh, mason jars quart jars with the wide mouth so they're easy to clean as needed and and so i've got my whole kit really uh set up and, and going well and uh totally paleo no no grains no dairy uh no no legumes and um that's that's been a work in progress over many years and and i've arrived at a point where where when i go to top off supplies, I go and I get these twenty-five pound boxes of these uh, these staples, and um, I'm able to store them uh, very very well and and rotate through them. I wouldn't say that these that this diet really lends itself to those sort of twenty-five year survival food bucket options. Um, obviously, the 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 seeds and nuts, with containing the oils, have have a a shorter shelf life, Um, and so I have that. I have a shorter timeline to get where I want to be, which is 100% growing all my own food and not having to buy any staples anymore. And that's going to be that's that's a transition that I'm 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 finally embarking on in in a, a, a meaningful way on my own property. So. I can't tell you how much more secure I feel after coming back and arriving safely with 6 months to a year depending on how I how how I stretch it but basically at least 6 months to a year of what I need to eat eat happily and healthily and um and require you know have have a have a a decent extended shelf life Um, based on how it's being stored and so that's uh that's taken care of that's worth that's a big sigh of relief and worth noting and certainly part of that purchase and the volume of it which was more bulk food at one time I've ever bought before it was a preemptive purchase because of uh rising prices, I was pleasantly surprised to, to know that that the way that I buy in those bulk quantities, they some of them were cheaper than normal um, and uh, uh, Kirk Chisholm from the um, uh, Money Tree Investing podcast, which I, I I've just totally fallen in love with, him and his co-hosts um, he did it, he, he was interviewed recently and that came up on the show and he, he said it's not just inflation it's also deflation, so I just call it flation. <laughs> so, very interestingly, the astute point he's making is that cer- certain things are going to go up and other things are going to go down. It really depends on other macroeconomic factors. So, it seems like there's you just ha- it seems like the the uh, the the rising prices of commodities, the the, the overall inflation. Actually, there's there are if you're resourceful and creative and and know how to know where to look um that doesn't have to be this uh this damning curse and so i was very happy to find out yes i was able to not uh be unpleasantly surprised by by price hikes where i go to get what i get and um and now now i'm i'm buffered from price fluctuations and it gives me more time to do more horticulture to get myself more independent in that regard and um other than that the uh other big pickup was uh lots of just um, important redundancy supplies uh i was um i was I i i was blessed buy some, um, surprise, by a surprise, uh, bit of revenue. And, uh, that was before the crypto crash and before the, um, yeah, mainly before, before, before the crypto crash, I was, I was, uh, pleasant. I was, uh, I was blessed in a way that allowed me to What I call, I was able. It was the blessing of of an unexpected bit of revenue was allowed me to protect my bags, as it were, and not those bags uh, that you might be assuming I'm talking about, but the bags of crypto holdings, which, um, which I've already, uh, I've already made major life changing moves following the mantra of trading around a core position, basically maintaining, maintaining a, 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 a generous amount more than the, more than the simple majority of the content of those bags and selling off um, at, at uh, what I, at prices I feel good about selling, buying the infrastructure. In fact, best said rebalancing my portfolio into preps or even better said rebalancing my crypto portfolio into regenerative infrastructure and uh, but where where it's, where it's important to note the, the term preps is that the prepper lifestyle um, which no matter how you either have no impression of it or you are a prepper or you think you have some impression of it from tv and you think it's a bunch of crazy people eating beans and rice in their bunkers waiting for the zombie apocalypse whatever your attitude and posture and positioning is towards the the towards the lifestyle of prepping whatever your bias or stereotype or bias for or against you know right whatever whatever it is um current events the state of the world they everything is validating the prepper lifestyle more than ever Um, and so probably the most beyond storing storing caches of um, of storable short term mid term long term storable um, foods growing your own food having Having on-site reserves of your survival needs—medical supplies, food, water, energy, security, communications equipment, etc.—on um, to that to that point, I did finally. So yeah, I guess I'll, 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 without going off the shopping list, I will I will highlight some of the preps that I secured I purchased in order to (laughs) because I know better because I have no excuse there 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 was no excuse for me to have any measurable wealth and not have night vision uh, capabilities which I now have and that's for security of all kinds and um, so that was something that was missing from my my sense of manhood, my sense of being a, a, a good student of, um, of the mentors that I have in the survival movement. And they say, you have to be able to own the night. That's probably the most important thing. And if you think of the things that, you know, you wish the, the, there, there is a, there is a very critical and, and relatively short list of things where having it, and not needing it versus needing it and not having it could be a life and death situation. So um, defensively speaking, uh, of course, so so the things that I, that that was something that was gnawing at me for a long time, given how exposed I am and given how remote I am relative to how I've, I've never been so vulnerable to the elements and to... Zombies and to any any other force uh, that could do me harm—it's never been easier. So if you're someone who wants to do me harm, um, I'm as, I'm the easiest of a target I've ever been. However, now I have night vision goggles, so you you, you better have some too, or factor that in. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's um, that is checked off, and. That's probably the fun The funnest thing The stuff that's not so fun Is doing the But what is so vital To the prepper lifestyle Is the redundancy And having backups of backups And having the mantra Two is one and one is none So there are a number of items Where if I have to ask myself How fucked am I If playing a game Of the the, the game of um, If If X unit of technology or x whatever it is whatever object it is that i possess it what are the, what are the list of objects that i possess that if they fail i'm fucked and and i'm not gonna i'm not going to want to go out e- either in a future where you can't go out and replace it where the prices have gone up astronomically where you don't want to risk exposure to another wave of a whatever virus um so for me that was replacing or not replacing but back having having a a new a new power inverter having new um new headlamp uh and uh just lots of small kind of hardware and and tool bits and whatnot things where yeah water filters backing those up um Things that you don't expect necessarily to fail, maybe they don't don't even have any moving parts, but you just never know. A lot of there's a lot of little plastic parts, even if they don't move. It's like oh, they got too much sun exposure, or they or you drop it, or it gets tweaked, you know, and uh, and that's it. In fact, the other day, the way I had my water filter set up, somehow um, for some reason of just being. The way I had it configured was 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 not optimal. It was a sort of a a a uh, and it was an innovation or a sort of um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, I was operating the water filter apparatus in a way that was somewhat uh, designer, shall we say, a little bit, not a little bit different than the way that the, the manual would uh, would have you would have you do it, and that is for various reasons, but uh, mainly to save money on the on the Berkey frame and just to do what Jack Spierko recommended. If you're on a budget or if you're hodling your crypto bags and you don't want to just buy everything full price, what you just get the you just get the filters get the Berkey filters, and then simulate the, uh, the, the very expensive stainless steel uh, uh, cans, basically, that it's housed in, and you just drill holes in a five-gallon bucket, and then you're good to go. Um, but the f- problem with that is that uh, it will lend itself to you bumping it or things... The way I had it set up, there was more than more than more than a, a, a optimal opportunity for me to kind of tweak them and, and bump them, and uh, I did fix that. I did change the design so that I wouldn't have the issue. But what I realized was that oh shit, why is the water tasting a little funny? Oh, actually, the seal is 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 kind of warped now in a way to where. What some percentage of the water that should be getting filtered is just dripping through it, and I'm like, oh, that's could that could be deadly if I had to rely on water that I'm less sure about going through there. So, you know, reason to have redundancy because you might have something that works properly, and then you might, through your own um, trying to MacGyver things and and whatnot, you might end up. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, it's happened so many times, and it's just like, just the other day, even with uh, an adapter for a for an external monitor. You know that the pins get tweaked and things just wear out. You know, even things like getting another another uh, protective case for my phone. That that that's it kept falling it kept i kept it literally just kept dropping and dropping and dropping and uh, and i said no i can't i can't justify the expense of selling crypto to to replace this and then because of that surprise revenue that came in um i was able to i was able to fight myself and and win the the, the inner prepper says to the inner hodler dude I know you would never fucking do what you know you should be doing right now, which is re- having redundancy, replacing things, and rebalancing into preps before there's a big crash. I know you're not going to fucking do that. So here's a gift, basically a gift of some surprise revenue. And, uh, and that, that I was able to look at that money and go, okay, because I'm not selling crypto whatever the price is i'm psychologically free with this money to top up everything top up food supplies um and 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 just go through the list of everything that's in my 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 list of items that i know i should be acquiring and uh to the point where there was nothing left on that list and you know it wasn't it was only maybe fifteen hundred dollars or something like that which would have meant would have been you know half a year of revenue to me all of my years of being a starving artist broke as a joke um and i say that now it seems sounds like it's you know only fifteen hundred dollars but it wasn't like it was a hundred thousand dollars or something it wasn't like it wasn't like i needed to i mean it wasn't like i needed to buy a second refrigerator a second generator um i'm doing this still extremely austere and extremely um low energy input you know i've got enough solar power i've got uh in fact if i gave myself more solar power i would probably use that to spend more time computing and i'm happy that i have a bit of a limitation i don't want to i don't want to have the option to fire up a generator i don't want to be i don't want to be wasting energy on 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 um on refrigeration or or freezers or anything i just want to be living like the ancestors in the paleo and get closer and closer every day every day deleting more files more old online accounts purging more plastic and ending up living ultimately in a lifestyle where where it's I mean, it's not going to probably ultimately be sticks and stones fully, but but I'll be happy if it's if it's glassware, ceramics, metal, and uh, and sticks and stones, and and really no plastic by the time I die, and that I will have been growing everything I need in this land to regenerate those. Uh, yeah, grow my own fibers for clothes, grow my own building materials uh for making bamboo huts and all that that's the dream and eventually have um non-plastic water storage tanks those that'll be very resilient um but back to this update and back to this sort of uh important moment in um in the psychology uh, not even getting into... I will, I will in a bit, I will talk a bit about what's going on in crypto, but for now, this trip happened just with me going to pick up all these very important items. Now, my favorite prize possession in life, more than anything else, more than the freaking night vision, more than... Uh, more than even the grain grinder which I had been yeah I had been using the um, I have been using the the coffee grinder to grind the sesame seeds but uh, but what I what I had purchased in order to and rather than having a redundant coffee grinder I was I said to myself this is the last coffee grinder if I need to grind herbs I have a mortar and pestle if I'm gonna grind you know I'm gonna have to continue to grind my seeds and grind nuts when I want when I feel like doing that but definitely my daily staple food is sesame seeds more than anything else that's the that the quantity of set ground sesame seeds is the lion's share of my staple daily food intake and on top of that there's the my my what comes out of the garden and then goes into the fermentation vat and becomes my soup so it's it's basically like hand ground tahini and homegrown herbal soup and that's lunch slash dinner you know and um so the the, the those two meals the morning bowl of uh, of trail mix and uh and the the afternoon um the afternoon bowl of uh, of of uh ground tahini ha, ha, now hand ground tahini and homegrown herb and and uh and vegetable soup and um so the so that's another beautiful aspect of, yeah, I was able to get the get some of that redundancy. What if this fails? what 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 objects will I be fucked if they fail? and how and, and do I have do I have a, a backup or replacement? Even better if that backup or replacement can be a so-called technological retrogression to a more rustic time where this grain grinder that I have now, there's it's possible that there are that that uh some of the the threads could could get worn over time they could get stripped over time um but i feel like i would be able to <laughs> that would be a lot easier to um to repair and and to macgyver and to to uh jerry rig as it were, than any any IoT device or anything that with the circuit or anything plastic. So the fact that there's no it's no there's no plastic, no electronics, no motor. As long as I'm able to turn a crank, and re, and and repair uh, uh, repair worn out threads, if that ever happens, which it probably won't while I'm alive, then this life-saving homesteading technology that 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 turns uh what would otherwise go right through me the sesame seeds would just be going right through me but now i'm able to mash them into a tahini and it's way better than the coffee grinder already. I was like, man, this is such a game changer of quality of life because for some reason the coffee grinder just kept them very dry. It didn't press the oil out, so it didn't taste like tahini. It didn't taste great and it had no moisture. And uh, and it was and it was depressing actually. I had to just sort of deal with that. I'm like, okay, this is I'm going to get by with this, but now this hand crank grinder is is i guess it i guess it rivals it is the it is probably the top prized possession now uh more so than anything else the mortar and pestle the grain grinder and then and then i guess sharing that the the title of most prized possession is me discovering these these stainless steel buckets that are they're basically four gallon buckets but they're they're, they're, they're shaped like a five gallon bucket that you would get a plastic bucket um, and they're lighter than the sort of galvanized pails which are sort of the, the, old, the old timey buckets you've probably seen before, these are very light, very thin yet stainless steel buckets that are um, that have become my, my, my prized possessions and I got a bunch of them and they're useful for, for moving compost and mulch, for growing worms, for composting things, for um, for planters, uh, and for mixing my food mix, uh, and just the the aesthetic and the feng shui and the the upgrade, uh, the 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 spiritual value of transitioning from pl- plastic buckets obviously they leach and even if they're so called food grade they're still constantly leaching uh carcinogens into food whereas stainless steel is probably the most it, it is one of the most hygienic um things you could be you could be uh doing any food prep with so I don't know if that's if that's an experience that you, the listener, dear listener, have not had. The, the experience of taking something plastic in your life and replacing it with something wooden, metal, or glass, and then and then listening, like being pausing and being silent and listening to hear angels' trumpet when you use that object, or when you look at that object, or when you look at it while you use it. I think you're missing out on one of the finer things in life. And I don't say that to be a snob. I don't say that to be a Luddite or, or a primitivist even. It's just something that you have to, I think, um, be the the judge of for yourself. If your soul, if it doesn't, nothing changes for you, your soul doesn't sing. I mean, but when I, when I drink out of a plastic cup, when I eat out of a plastic bowl, when I have plastic in my mouth, when it just it doesn't it, it, it it's um it's bad enough as it is but you just kind of ignore it you just accept it a lot of the time just whatever it's just the world we live in but then when you comp- if you have the ability to compare that to an experience where that's been replaced i think it's i think it's an i think it is definitely uh an aesthetic and a spiritual and energetic and very affordable often upgrade to um, an even more sustainable <laughs> and, yeah mo- t- not just more affordable but like more valuable in terms of it's most likely gonna last longer um, so yeah <laughs> to me yeah I could have bought cheaper buckets I mean if they if I I guess they were probably what twelve dollars each versus Maybe two, three dollars uh, ish for for getting plastic buckets. And how can I justify that as a crypto hodler? Shouldn't I be cutting every corner and buying everything on the cheap? And well, at a certain point, I say to myself, quality of life now, enjoying life now in certain levels certainly with the things i interact with daily i want whatever i eat daily whatever i touch and and interact with daily to bring me joy and to not be just emblematic of me being cheap so that my potential future self can have luxury in some in some future i mean this is not silver buckets these are not golden buckets they just happen to be and you know what they're going to last longer because out here in the desert the sun will fucking turn plastic buckets into uh, into 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 uh, potato chips so fast, and then it becomes a toxic um, uh, impact on the environment. So, yeah, I'm. I, <laughs> plastic buckets got me a long way in this life, but these buckets, the way that they have a nice a nice lid, it doesn't. It's not a fancy lid. It doesn't snap, or, or it's not. It's not. Um, as uh, as secure as as what you would consider but you know what i've got You know what i have out here i've got about a billion rocks a trillion rocks that i can use to weight it down so i get to handle rocks when i want to secure the lids and um it's a real treasure to me, and 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 anybody who knows me, people used to call me Bucket Man. The people who made made fun of me for being a prepper years and years ago, because they would see me rolling thick with buckets in and out of my car. You know, I'm I'm like, uh, that's the unit, you know, that's my lunchbox. You know, you see me like the, that's the unit that I that I that I roll with. I want to have that much, you know, a good month or two of survival calories moving forward wherever I go. And, um, no, I don't walk around with buckets just, uh, you know, everywhere I go, but they would see me so frequently just as I go about my life. Just that's how I, you know, that's, you know, literally living out of buckets, like literally living out of buckets. Well, now to me at this age and arc of my life, the people who know me as bucket, man, If they could just, you know, in their mind's eye, see that one day, Ben, he's going to, you know, he's going to, all that panning for gold that he did in crypto, he's going to get, he's going to find, get a few real gold nuggets and he's going to sell them. He's going to buy himself some stainless steel buckets and he's going to be a stainless steel bucket man out there doing his, his bucket living. So I'm very I'm very happy and some people they want to buy lambos i'll be happy uh to have just enough of these metal buckets to live my my humble metal bucket life and um and be happier than a pig and shit about it so thank you very much um moving right along so yeah it was a big it, the big moves justifying and allocating funds to get redundancy on a lot of equipment and, and and upgrade and um and not just yeah not be in a position where it's like fuck I really wish I had this thing. What now I gotta wait until a fucking bull market in order to get this thing that every day I'm gonna wish I had. You know, but I'm not gonna be willing to sell more crypto at a lower price even if I'm not even on even close to being underwater which I'm not I already I'm already playing with the house's money because the amount of value that I've taken out from the multi from the orders of magnitudes of gains that I got from the best trade of my life the best series of trades of my life I've already i've already spent multiples of what i put in i mean by by a um by a large number by a large percentage i've already pulled out i've already transformed what the 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 fiat value i put into my holdings to where it's for in terms of what i how i want to live it's like Equivalent to Whatever the wheel of fortune Or the the price is right Like what you get behind door number one Or what the package is Like I got that package I live I live In the beautiful Majestic Landscape Of That desktop backgrounds are made of I have My dream bug out vehicle Where I built my own sort of um ladder rack slash uh slash tree protection well basically i built i built up a uh a shell around my my dream bug out vehicle that i own and when i look at it it looks like a commercial for for four by four trucks you know that's the look that's what it looks like when i wake up and i roll out of bed no whether i had good dreams or nightmares i go damn is this real? Did I succeed at life to this degree? And it's still most people who are really rich, like they would, they would say, well, it is picturesque and I get it. But, um, but you know, that's like a rounding error for, for, for them. But for me, for somebody who is like, if crypto goes to zero from after the point at which I cashed out enough to, to, that was way more than I put into it. And it got me, It got me a truck, it got me land and it got me everything I need, everything I really want and need for that land to get me to the point where I am now, which is that I don't care if crypto goes to zero now because all I really need from this point on is one thing and that's water. That's something that, at this point, until the water wars really kick off, until the drought that's already um, that's already worsening, and to, even even then, I mean, at this point, the only thing I need to import to into my life at all for a very long for uh, for for a, a very decent amount of time. <laughs> Is something that costs less than a penny a gallon, and that's water. And I don't have a well, and if it rains, I will be rich in rainwater, and I will be all my earthworks will come to life, and all of my catchment uh, methodologies will be maxed out. Um, But that's that's it. I mean, if I can go and get several hundred gallons of water at a time, max out the safe um, ton, the safe. Uh, tow, or, uh, bed, bed weight capacity of my truck to go and fill tanks and come back with, with a few hundred gallons of water at a time and then live basically between me and the garden basically maximum five gallons of water a day which the average household in America uses 88 and they want people to go down in California to about 50 Given the drought, and I'm already at five, so I'm in a I'm in a blessed uh, state of grace with the water crisis, and I'm using it to to um, to moving right along. (laughs) I'm using that water budget to do something very magical, and which has been uh, painfully missing from my life for the last year. But that I was that has been very core to my sanity and my my mental health my happiness my sense of connection to nature my spirituality my my lifestyle my diet which is aquaculture so the first year out here in the desert I did bring a little assemblage of water plants and fish and uh And in that first year, in that first coming out here and being exposed to, to, uh, to the spring already within days, everything I brought here basically died. I mean, there, I just was not, I wouldn't say underestimated it. It was just, um, I didn't have the infrastructure at the time. The markets were not what they were. And, uh, and, 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 in a perfect world, I would have had uh, the wherewithal to um, to take that assemblage of fish and water plants and to guarantee them survival, and I wouldn't have had to go a year, uh, go basically spend a year going. I don't, I can't justify this. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait. It's not, it's not essential. But uh, I mean, I can, I can get by without it until really I realized. In my gardening efforts which were successful over the winter that I realized like no I can't I can't I have got to have aquaculture fertility I can't push it any further I pushed it as far as I could but I need to be i mean it's a given there's no way I can, you know the only the only justification for me to not to not have the aquaculture system going which basically for me is is a bare minimum assemblage of, of, uh, goldfish or, or gambusia mosquito fish. Um, so some, some small, very, uh, oxygen, um, low oxygen need, low oxygen needs, very resilient, uh, resilient to temperatures, uh, extreme temperatures and, um, and able to to, to thrive on uh, on on algae and um, and the uh, the water plants provided with them, and the water plants being um, at the bare minimum duckweed and azolla floating on the surface, along with um, water hyacinth and uh, and water lettuce, amongst a few other a uh, few other species that are going to bring oxygen to the water, purify the water, provide. Um, good uh, sort of underwater forest-like uh, playground for the fish and um, and 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 obviously be a green manure that's going to be <laughs> so p- more productive than almost anything else. And now I have my water spinach, Kang Kong, um, commingling with that. I had been growing Kang Kong in dry beds for several months and I was able to now with uh that blessing go out on that mission and pick up what had been missing from my heart what had been missing from my garden which is i had already bought the the basically it's a stock tank that i had already put in place and it had been empty this whole time as a placeholder and as of this week it got filled up and i i went to my favorite uh water garden supplier and i i bought hundred dollars worth of uh, fish and water plants, and and uh, so one five-gallon bucket of life, and that will perpetuate indefinitely. And after the survivors, there was only there were only a couple of uh, or only a handful of deaths out of over, out of maybe sixty fish, which was a very a record survival rate for the transportation that had to happen. But the feeling, of the feeling of healing, the feeling of wholeness and holism, that it, that was for me to 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 be adding water to filling up that tank and adding the five gallon bucket of life to it and watching it take off and take over and thrive and now adding the Kang kong so that it's growing on the surface and this is like the the last. As late as it could possibly be because the sun is baking the dry beds so much. Of course, I will be adding the, uh, the fertigation water, the, the pond water, um, to the dry beds. And I've added a lot of cocoa core into the bed mix so that they retain moisture longer. But um, but ultimately, there's going to be a shift given the the heat where i'm going to be subsisting off of herbaceous plants that are growing out literally directly out of the pond and i may do some island island gardening or chinampas within that um but uh but yeah i had a blessed winter winter crops just i've been 100 percent herbal and um and uh and vet and and my 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 salad greens and my um, and my my garden herbs—they're all they've all been 100% since uh, last fall, despite some some winter um, frost kills. I've been able to prove out that my diet is um, at least the the uh, the staple foods that I have to purchase to resupply as of now. Um, the uh, I guess you'd say the macronutrients I'm still importing, and I'm getting coconut oil, in addition to the seeds and nuts and and berries. Those are the macronutrients that I'm still um, still reliant on to import. But as far as the micronutrients, the phytonutrients, I'm growing those. Min- I'm growing the minerals are coming from the soil. I'm growing the vitamins, and I'm growing the chlorophyll, and uh, and all of those. That, that it's all all dialed in, and I'm growing vegetable sources of vitamin C, and um, I feel better than ever. So, and I'm fermenting everything. So, I definitely physiologically I feel better than ever. Um, so I've got to be doing something right, and and uh, now <laughs> mentally I'm back to feeling much much better knowing that my ecosystem is complete that it is a full circle that there's there's uh worm bins that are creating uh the the basically the pond water i i i irrigate with water that i i hand i hand um by hand i i I get water from fer, i get fertile living water from the pond by hand I pour that into uh into a worm compost can that has it's perforated at the bottom and so that percolates down and aerates it so I've got aerated vermiculture compost tea from living pond water. <laughs> And that is what is um, going to keep my precious uh, dry bed, dry container gardens um, flourishing throughout the desert heat. And if it is and it is certain, and my trees, my sort of dwarf bonsai fruit trees that are that are that are all part of that system as well. So. Yeah, it was it was painful to go that year and um and see the suffering of the plants and have to promise them yes I will I will fight my my crypto demons and I will and I will one day get that get that aquaculture source of fertility in place the way I've been I have been promising and now that's now that exists and it's all put together and it is the microcosm of what can now scale and expand across the acreage as bear markets return you know and at this point if i can prove which i have that i can survive and subsist as an individual off of the very humble um food forest micro food forest that i've got established then that can continue to 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 function indefinitely and it's not necessary that I I mean it's all it's all going to be a bonus for me to scale out into the acreage and to build a real full-sized pond full-sized food forest oasis in the desert if if um if funds make that possible then great if not i will I will have my miniaturized food forest miniaturized oasis lifestyle, and that will keep me um, feeling great and uh inside and out and um, on multiple levels and multiple dimensions and of course <laughs> the amount of wildlife that I'm befriending out here it just increases and by the day and being able to it's not just a spirit plate that I get to offer. I'm really I'm really um able to connect with these with these uh beings and 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 augment their survival with moisture with my aquaculture and all the fruits of it which they'll be continually blessed by because I'm already growing I'm already growing more than I can eat and um I'm already growing more than I can really uh, than I really care to store. I'm happy to be to be giving back to the wildlife and that's part of um part of the magic. So w- the final thing that I will um address in this uh in this update on the project is the other so this truck was literally filled completely to the max with uh with my with my prepper shopping spree items my uh bulk food items that completely filled up the the entire cab of the truck and then what filled up the entire uh, bed of the truck was three yards of uh, very clean um, uh, large grain uh, mulch and um various uh, various you, between wood chips and shredded uh, shrubbery and whatnot it's a very healthy very diverse mix of granularity for this, uh, this this type of type of mulch that I buy and what that what that did was it, it was it topped off and it sealed my semi underground um, dome heat, desert heat survival uh, earth tube cooled um, retreat from from the uh, the, the, the death <laughs> retreat from the death of the sun um, project where I'm using the mulch to provide the R factor the R value of what would otherwise be uh, <laughs> uh, what would otherwise be in most modern homes the uh very toxic and very very dangerous um uh material of uh of fiberglass insulation so i basically provided for myself about the something along something comparable in thickness and r value to the uh what is normally used for insulation in a home and so what i did was i built out that I, I assembled the um, assembled the, the the playground dome. The metal uh, they call it like a buckyball, but basically it's a bunch of triangles that make metal triangles out of metal that give you a dome structure. And I, I um, wrapped that with an exterior of uh, of quarter-inch hardware cloth and wired that down into place and put some uh, some some wood uh beams uh in order to 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 add more um more security to have more secure and support more more support between the triangles so that they so that 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 uh hardware cloth wouldn't just cave in once i once i covered it in mulch so i i after putting after putting on that hardware cloth and after um adding those those wood supports i started to um to pile up the the mulch on the outside, basically uh, making what would look like an igloo. Uh, from from a distance, it would look like an igloo of mulch, and um, and I I ran out of the supply that I had about halfway through it, and uh, and and so yeah, this this last hopefully lasts for a long time. Mission to go and pick up more mulch. I was hoping it would be just the right amount, and it absolutely was. I used all of it the 3 yards I was able to to uh add plenty of um plenty of density of insulation covering the whole dome and then I was able to use um my favorite source of linens now which is just these raw sort of deserty sand tone just straight up drop cloth canvases, six by nine sheets of canvas that, uh, that I've used for blankets, I've used for outdoor shade, I've used them um, for um, now this sort of, uh, this, uh, the covering of this shelter and this dome. So in order to, to keep the, uh, to be another wind block and to keep all the mulch in place, surprisingly the wind barely even moved the mulch anyway like just a dome structure even a dome structure covered by very even very loose material something magical happens with uh, those aerodynamics and um and and yeah it was extremely windy couple of days where i got the thing dialed in and finished up but now adding to that a hammock and a, a rope ladder So I can climb down from the top of this semi-submerged dome dug into the ground several feet down. So it's it's uh, it's not totally underground, but it is partially underground and I can climb in from the top and climb down my rope ladder and and get into my uh, my canvas hammock and be blocked from the wind and be able to enjoy a static, um, much lower temperature from a, f- a solar powered fan that's pushing cooled air underground, several feet underground with uh, over 150 feet of pipe going into that submerged, uh, semi-submerged dome that has now this, this windbreak, this dust storm filter of the air and uh and it's getting close to some of the hotter extremes of temperature already today was like between one 105 and 110 and uh that was why it was critical to have uh redundant components i got a second fan and a second power inverter because those would probably be the things to burn out that are that are a little bit older and in the heat so that um yeah, the the goal is going to be that it's already the temperatures are already getting a month or more ahead of what they what they were last year in terms of heat. I don't know if my if my uh mercury thermometer that only goes up to 120 Fahrenheit if it's even going to accurately read if it goes above that. So my life depends on the success of this experimental um, earth tube cooled mulch insulated dome hut and uh, the testing I've done so far I waited for a very very hot day and I went in there to make sure that the air coming out of that pipe feels feels cool and that was an amazing moment I felt very close to God (laughs) Uh, bundling up at that time there was no insulation on the dome and I just put it I just wrapped myself in in one of those uh drop cloths around that tube like that tube was an umbilical cord and I was a little baby in a pod in that and, and, and just that cool air and the and the blanket I wrapped myself with and I realized this is going to keep my core body temperature below having um uh, what what they call hyperthermia as as opposed to hypothermia so I believe that that uh, I will survive even the most extreme of of uh of temperatures even record breaking temperatures given this system that I built so that is uh that is what, that completion, again, I mean... All of this stuff could not have happened any later because I knew the clock was ticking. All of the digging I had to do, all of the days out there in, in the field... Uh, away from shade, away from shelter, to go and build a second emergency shelter, basically, and uh, anything, any work that required um, exertion, that all had to get done before the temperature changed. And it was just within the last couple of days. Where I'm like, okay, here it is. I'm a mess. <laughs> From like 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m., I'll be sweating profusely from head to toe. Not quite profusely yet, but I'm starting to be sweating all over, starting to feel quite nasty. <laughs> and, um, and then when it gets to be around noon, I can't do anything, let alone moving around. I mean, forget about moving around while the sun is... It is high in the sky. Uh, there, there are a few hours where I can move around and do a few things in the morning and in the evening, but um, but forget about doing anything midday anymore for another several months. So I I did get a lot of a very important work done, and I would be so so unhappy if I had to do anything else, anything more as in terms of hardscaping or project building or assembling or whatever it might be I really feel like damn I mean I didn't wait till the last minute I paced myself and I had to, I even then I had to pace myself over the winter and I'm lucky that everything has come out really much really on time so that whether I want to or not or like it or not the reality is as of a couple of days ago I am going to be debilitated by the heat and there will be times where I will be barely able to survive the heat but at the but but generally I will just be somewhat debilitated my productivity as measured by by the economy is gonna go is gonna get very low and all I'll be able to do is like tap on things and make a little bit of a beat maybe chant some mantras do a little bit of reading and watch a lot of nature programs and now my new favorite animal on earth is the is the meerkat so m-e-e-r-k-a-t there's amazing amazing documentaries on the south african meerkat a one a one foot tall standing uh mongoose family mammal with very very interesting gender dynamics very interesting security culture and operational security and as far as tactical permaculture goes they're my new favorite um uh the biomimicry that i'm going to be doing is going to be based a lot on on their their methods of uh burrowing burrowing and um and 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 adapting to extreme temperatures and uh and and being unapologetic about having having a um a vigilant security posture given the fact that this is one of the few species in the world where they have sentries one or more within their group that at all times is on the lookout for them from a high point they're scanning and so it's like <laughs> the as a prepper, as a as a tactician, as a um, as a as a boy who likes to play fort, you know, but lives in a world where everybody says you're paranoid or you're delusional or you're you're full of Mad Max zombie movies or whatever. But it's like no, in the wild, wild animals, <laughs> they develop strategies and it's a treasure to watch the 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 um uh, the me- the meerkats meerkats forage with a with a high level of um, of security culture and I, and I just dream about living in a social group where where people would really um have each other's backs and only operate in threatening environments which now more than ever every public situation is a threatening environment from so many different vectors I really would yeah I would love to be to be in the company of fellow um security alert situationally aware uh, folks to where you know we really are having each other's backs and watching each other's backs and in shifts, maintaining one hundred percent round-the-clock security for our basic survival to protect ourselves from um, from natural, reasonable threats. So that's a joy. If you haven't, if you haven't heard of them, I barely learned of them as I'm getting more debilitated and forcing myself to have to just veg out on uh, nature programs. for a lot of the day, yeah, they've stolen my heart, and uh, I love to watch them, and um, the timing of all this, so of course, the, like, literally, like, within a day or two-ish of getting back with the the ultimate supply run, the most important, like, red dawn (laughs) loaded to the gills of, of, everything I could want for this time as, and as much of it as I could get like if, if you said to me Ben you get to fill up your truck pack it completely to the brim with anything you want and that might be your last mission for a while what would you get well I got everything <laughs> I got everything I could want like there's nothing else I would have that there's nothing else that I w- could have wanted that that I could have squeezed in there. I got everything that I could possibly fit, filling the entire thing, front and back, and and making it back without breaking down, without a worst case scenario happening. I made it back, the most important resupply mission of a lifetime, and then what happens within a couple of days? <laughs> The crypto market crashes along with other markets, and um, and and my portfolio value loses more than half of its value overnight. And like, unfortunately, and this is just um, you know luck of the draw, or really, it's the it. Well, this is this is the thing: time in the market beats time in the market. So because of my time in the market things average out in a way to where the, seeing the, the paper losses of my portfolio my portfolio dropping by half or more than half and realizing how painful How unthinkable, unimaginably painful it would be if I had to go and buy everything that I bought to load that truck with, with the value of my crypto bags being that much lower. How devastating that would be to me. And how, so therefore, in other words, I'm a genius. Because the sales of crypto that I did, they didn't have to be at the top. They just had to be at the top half. They just had to be not in the bottom half. Like it didn't have to be the one nanosecond where it was an wasn't at an all-time high. the The majority of my of my cells were in the upper range of. Of, of the market cycle of uh, of the last 12 months. if you, However you want to look at the fucking charts. I don't even care about the charts. I don't want to look at the charts. I just really want to live my life. And, like, I want to nurture my seeds. I want to build out this nursery. And if I can just now not even think about it and only import water and know I have the tools, the equipment that I need to build out my little forest oasis, miniaturized food forest and nursery, I've got, yeah, I mean, one thing, yeah, I could always ha- wish for more exotic seeds, I could always wish to have more seeds, but ultimately, I got more seed. I got my hands full, I have more seeds to take responsibility for their life um, than I almost know what to do with already and that was part of the process many times i said to myself oh my god I, I almost forgot to add that to the list of things to order which is this seed that like how could i go this long without mint what am i i'm crazy i I've lost, I've lost my mind so anyway i'm able <laughs> very i'm able to laugh along with the the gentlemen on the Bitcoin podcast who are able to make jokes like "Where money go," <laughs> as opposed to "Number go up" or "Win Moon," these sort of um, baby talk cryptoisms. The baby talk cryptoism that they came up with for the uh, confusion of what just happened with this with this major sell off is like "Where money go," <laughs> you know, and um, and I can laugh with them because the other very very uh um well spoken and 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 very resonant joke that they made throughout that podcast was was just the the referencing what it's like to have already been through this and what you know this is a a separate note but charles hoskinson saying we've seen it all twice you know so now I'm in that club of crypto people who this isn't their first rodeo. They've gone through an up cycle. They've gone through the down cycle. They have learned hard lessons. And, um, and so they know a few things. One, it's not the end of the world. Two, it's likely that it will come back even if it takes years um, and that there's actually a lot of good that comes out from good, a lot of good that comes from shaking the, the parasites and the scammers and the weatherers and the hypesters and the hype people shaking them out, making them go do their thing in other pyramid scheme, you know, go find another, go find another sector to, um, to shake down with your, with your evil ways. Let us get back to work. So I share that camaraderie with them because I've earned that. I've earned that with the number of years I've been in the market. So, so funny thing that they say is like, uh, <laughs> to that point basically is I'm saying, and I'm paraphrasing, but I say like, yeah, dude, bro, I was there when ETH, the Ethereum token ETH was, w- went from being $1,500 down to ninety. I'm already dead inside, <laughs> so basically like in a sense in 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 the in the in the worst sense, in the least sort of like um in the glass half empty sense, spiritually speaking, yeah, I'm already dead inside it's like so by so so the point being I'm kind of numb <laughs> to what's happening now, like it doesn't phase me because I'm already like post trauma of 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 watching my my paper fortune be uh evaporated over you know in a short period of time um so there are some people who who sold everything at the bottom and they 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 sold at a loss. And then they, they turned their back and cursed and poo-pooed crypto. And then when the meme stocks started taking off, they bought the top again and they watched it crumble again. And for those people who were who were dead inside, they, they're dead inside since they got burned in the last bubble. Well, I certainly pity them. But I think in the spirit of the Bitcoin podcast, the people that cashed out, you know, near the top cycle highs and bought themselves houses for their families and did the huddle Plus, <laughs> they can joke about that feeling of being dead inside, really knowing that they're more alive inside than they've ever been. And they want nothing other than to, um, to savor a fucking bear market. The, 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 the sweet silence of all of that noise and be able to get back to work building the crypto infrastructure that's going to make meaningful change for people who 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 aren't just gambling and who aren't speculating and that are relying on the real builders to to be smart in their in their in their investment strategies so that this very vulnerable incipient phase of this of the financial operating system of the future of humanity really being built out financial operating system for the world the future of it depends on people being frugal in the present and so i savor the bear market uh and i and i look at my moves if i care not to spend or sell or trade crypto for years now and I look at what it where it got me and what it got me it it bought me my dream life and and everything I need to live that dream life for a very long time and um <laughs> and Yeah, I owe a lot of uh, debts of gratitude to the developers who got me this far, and so I'm giving back, and I'm, I'm stepping up to, um, to actually be a more a more uh, skilled and more dutiful uh, blockchain technology development contributor with with all that I've learned and all that I know, and everything I can apply to it from marketing to um, to graphic arts, digital. Uh, Pen testing, security architecture. There's a lot of skills that I have, that I have um, a lot of a lot of skills that I have de- that I have developed um, over many years, and that have really been um, intensified since the the pandemic. and uh, And the more bless the more blessings I've been able to um, harvest from the crypto bull runs. I'm reinvesting all of that back not only into my land, into my project of permaculture abundance, ecological integrity and abundance, but obviously I have time. I've had time and I will continue to have time freed from the workforce, freed from the commute drive to where I can have my off-grid high-speed internet connection and I can give back to the, the, the space and I can be a contributor for this phase of what they call for the hodlers to be building they called it they called it buildling as a joke you would have to see it in writing and know the history of it to get the joke but the point is it is it is a deep blessing and deep gratitude that I have to not be panicking to feel like I dodged the bullet because I, because I took the advice of wise mentors and I stayed in the market and i and I, I moved with more skill than luck and I avoided (laughs) the get rich quick schemes. And I, as the tortoise, I get to watch the, the, the hairs, uh, crumble and, um, and I'm not trying to take delight in people who are suffering uh, at all. I will just say we'll always be here. the sole surfers of the crypto markets, the builders, the people with the longer term vision who have the heart for the technology um, more than the get rich quick w- schemes you know we're going to we're going to stick around we're going to be here. our lives are going to continue to get more and more beautiful despite all of the um, The fuckery of the petrodollar that's happening all around the world. I mean that is um, The uh, the villainy that um, that spawns the crypto heroism, it's all the fuckery of empires and their fuckerization of fiat currencies and um, we're here as math archists to um, have rule rule without rules without rulers and um, what's another good one to end it on Um, oh algorithmic integrity algorithmic integrity that transcends the The frailties of any human ego, of any figurehead or cult of personality, when designed right, with enough eyes on the open source, with many eyes the bugs become very shallow and easy to address, so algorithmic integrity is the key and I will be contributing to algorithmic integrity in the open source movement. And um, just be eternally grateful for the wisdom that I have acquired and all of the people who I I highly value, who have um, shared so generously to, to train me and others to get to a point of maturity financially and ecologically. So I feel more financially and more ecologically mature than I ever have in my life. And I hope that um, me sharing this uh, th- these experiences, where whatever position you might be in your life, whatever age you might be, whatever relationship you might be to uh, the man, as it were, in terms of punching a clock or trying to break free and go back to the land or whatever. I mean, I'm still very very low on the net worth totem pole and very very micro on the um on the permaculture off-grid homesteading sort of um journey. And this is only 1 year into it, but the uh <laughs> my ferments are maturing They're aging with grace, my honey wine, you know, these timeless things, the things that are economic, the ecological economics of permaculture that have, that, that, that are so, um, timelessly immune to the absurdity of fiat currencies, stock markets, electronics, Tech, all forms of um, high technology and all of those very experimental and high-risk um, toys that, that humans have come up with that have taken them often away from the beauty and elegance of living close to the earth. Like, I, yeah, I really hope that, um, I mean, no, knowing that I'm just beginning to live the dream I'm so fresh out of the nightmare, (laughs) just barely beginning to live the dream. And this last year has been like that vulnerable stage where if you can make it past and through that one year with those valuable lessons learned, then life doesn't necessarily get easier, but you become harder to kill. Because you become more mature, and that's that goes for all all organisms, so here I am <laughs> as long as I'm able to um, continue to uh, to document this journey i will be I'll be thrilled to share it with you and uh, hope to always be a source of um, positivity. Cheers. <laughs>